toy fans, welcome to another exciting episode of the Toy Lines Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Romero, and with me is... Ian Westhoff. How you doing, Ian? Doing good, Tommy. How are you? I'm pumped, and I'm angry at the same time, but we're going to get to that in just a second. Right. I did want to announce to, uh, Happy Independence Day to everybody out there. Yes, happy 4th. And I also want to announce... Our friend Ethan Van Skyver has just started his Cyberfrog campaign. You can sign up now. Go to Indiegogo, register, purchase this amazing set of figures. I mean, right now he's at 141,000. He still has to reach his goal of 400,000 just so we can get the basic figures. This is not even including the stretch goals. But look how cool these figures are. I mean, he wants to beat Hasbro at their game, and it looks like he could do it. Here's modern Cyberfrog right now. Fully articulated. I mean, interchangeable heads, you know, two-piece super double joints on the elbows, knees. He's got a T-pivot at the midsection. I mean... These are going to be good. Um, he's got stretch goals, extra hands. You know, here's what I love right here. At 800,000, oh, excuse me, at 700,000, we're going to get the ouchie head. So basically, his enemy, the Vespus, put a stinger right through his head. How crazy is that? That's freaking beautiful. By the way, disclaimer, this episode is not going to be for children because I'm going to curse we we got a couple of things I really am passionate about that I'm upset. But let, curse much actually. Let's get back to it. Eight hundred thousand. We're gonna get fire powered Cyberfrog. Now he came with a ton of stuff. This is the '90s Cyberfrog, my favorite, by the way. And I can't wait. He's gonna also come with different heads, different hands, a Vespa holding head. I mean, how? Freaking badass is that? He just chopped off a bee's head. And then, but here's what I want: firepower. I don't know why he's got these special gauntlets that you know generate firepower. There's you know he's got other stuff coming down the line. We got Heather Swain here, Cyberfrog's best friend. Super articulated. Same thing. She's gonna come with extra heads. Now at six hundred thousand, here's another stretch goal. And I even told Ethan about this. This is my favorite head, the ponytail head. You know, you can see her face. You know, she, she's war-driven. I mean, you know. 700,000, we're going to get a smiley head. We can see more. This is just a rendition. We can see more of her face, which is always good, because the regular Heather, I think, has too much hair. And then, you know, here's the Vespis. So please, if you're inclined to do so, help them out. You know, independent creators making their own stuff. And that is what we should be aiming for. You know, right now he's at 140,000 still short of his goal. Let's help him out. And at the end of this episode, we're going to talk about something special we're doing, uh, for the campaign. So, so like I said, log on to Indiegogo, find Cyberfrog, get these incredible figures. You will not be disappointed. So, I read something recently, 
and I'm about to rant about it because it's really pissing me off. They're making changes to our favorite characters. Now, granted, this has been done for years, but there's characters in particular that I have reached my limit with this. Okay. Why is it these creators are doing something to appease everybody, the masses? You know, we need to get more money. We need to get more eyeballs on this on this character. But we need a certain change aspects of this character. He's still the spirit, but he's going to please a lot more people other than the collectors, if so. Granted, they've done this in comics. They went back, though. You know, sure, they pissed some people off, but they always went back. Okay, in a movie, you can't just go back to it. It won't make sense as far as the story. So here's my question to everybody out there, Ian included. Why aren't I good enough? You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take some Hasbro properties. Like, look at Transformers. Look at G.I. Joe. Okay. Back in the 80s, I supported, my parents supported, because they wanted to, you know, keep us happy and stuff. They supported this line. You know, we bought the figures. We bought the toys, the cups, the lunch boxes. We brought it all the way up to present day. But, oh, great. Transformers again in a movie. That's fantastic. By the way, Optimus Prime isn't really going to look like Optimus Prime. We need to see his face. We need to have him in flames for some reason. The cartoon looked a bit bulky, so we're going to streamline him. Why? I don't understand. Well, it appeals to more people. Okay, but more people don't care. You know, it's just a, a Saturday afternoon watching a movie to them. Okay. I still to this day say that the best Transformers movie is Transformers the movie in 1986. You know, look at G.I. Joe, a real American hero. They're in exosuits. Why? Why is it I'm not good enough now? Why is it my money isn't good enough now to let me see what I've always wanted to see? My favorite heroes live action. You know, when you started, it was me and a whole bunch of other people that brought it to number one. That brought it this far where they're like, all right, here's an IP, which I hate that term, but that's how corporations see it. Here's an IP. Let's make a live action movie. Great. I get to finally see my favorite characters. Yeah, but that's great. And you will see your favorite characters, but they're going to be tweaked a little. Wait, what? Why? Why do my favorite characters have to be tweaked a little? Well, we need a bigger audience. We need to make more money so we can make more toys of the characters that you didn't grow up with. But, you know, it's not really yours anymore. It's us and we need to make money. And it's all bullshit, folks. Flat out bullshit. You know, we need to do, you know, we need to tweak this character. We need to tweak that character. So when does your character stop being your character and is just an IP? Because everybody needs to be a part of it. 
when the studios buy it, it seems. Um, and you know, and excuse me, real quick. I, I get I sound like a bitch right now, and I pardon the term, an ex-girlfriend, okay? I get it, but you know what? I'm at the point right now where everything's unwatchable at this point, you know? Oh, well, you know, you have your old stuff. I don't want old stuff. Yeah, the old stuff's great. I, I'll always love the old stuff, and I get it. But you know what? It'd be great to see some new stuff, too, you know? I mean, I just, I'm constantly reminded that collectors don't matter. We are a small faction in the great big scheme of things. I got news for you. Kids aren't buying this crap. Okay. All they want to do is play video games and look at their screens. Kids are not buying toys. They're on TikTok. They're on TikTok. They're, they're, yeah. They're, all they want to do is be popular. You know, all I want to do is play with toys. You know, I mean, I look back and I was like, you know what? I should have gotten into sports. Wayne Gretzky will always be Wayne Gretzky. Sure, the uniform might change, you know, occasionally. Great. That's part of his character. That's part of who he is. You know, but. I don't need to see flames on Optimus Prime. I don't need to see Optimus Prime's face. That's not Optimus Prime to me. You know, and, uh, you know, I'm an old white Caucasian male, you know, oh, you got to change with the times and stuff. Uh, and that's fine. You want to give Optimus Prime, you know, cell phone capability or, or, you know, something updated. Great. I'm down with that. What I don't understand is why do you have to change him so much? I mean, I, I've only seen the first. Transformers uh, live action or Bayformer movie. And I never went back. Apparently there's one where Optimus Prime is like ripping out spines and, you know, chopping heads off. That's not Optimus Prime. You know, I it just, they're doing it to all. And all I can't understand, and I, I'm, you know, clumped right now, but why aren't I good enough? I was good enough back then when you were starting out when you came up with this great concept, why aren't I good enough now to see my characters? And I am going to use my characters because I paid for them. Okay. And even on people of Eternia, when I had, um, Joe Amato, I asked him, when does fandom become ownership? You know, and, and up to a point, I'm like that right now. You know, because I've been seeing a lot of things that are just drastically changing these characters. And it's it's un almost unrecognizable. Sure, they may look, you know, some characters may look the same, but their personalities aren't the same. You know, oh, people change. You know what? Spider-Man should always be married to Mary Jane. That's it. That's been done in the comics. You know, Gwen Stacy... God bless her, should be dead. You know? No more clones. Be, no more clones. Be original. And that's the whole problem. Nobody has the balls to spend money on originality. I think, you, first off, oh, several things. Um, fandom and ownership. It, it's, 
it's an interesting topic. That, that's a whole nother show, really, because it's like, oh yeah, I mean, look what they did to Star Wars. Well, well yeah. So like, it's a fine line, right? As a Star Wars, as a Star Wars fan, I will always love the original trilogy, and I will always have passion for it, no matter what I just do. I'll I'll be like, "F you, Star Wars! I'm I'm sick of what they're doing," but I love it, right? Mm-hmm. There it comes to a point where it's just like, so sometimes you gotta just be like, "All right, well." I don't watch the new shows except for um, the Mandalorian. I haven't watched any of the new animated stuff. But you know what? What's the that? Mandalorian, even though it takes place in the Star Wars universe, it's an original concept. It's very original, and it has a very old school feel of. Uh, That's exactly Luke what's Mario missing. The Lucas Star Wars. And you know what happened? And I'm sorry for I keep cutting you off. People showed up for it. People the collectors it. showed up for it. New people showed up for it. Every kids love this. Women love Baby Yoda. Okay, that's what they. You didn't need to change anything. It's still in the same universe. He's got, you know, he's a Mandalorian, flat out. He he's part of Boba Fett's race. You didn't have to change Boba Fett. You didn't have to do anything. You created a brand Actually, new character. If anything, they made Boba Fett cooler. Because Boba Fett, you could say that. Cool. Sure, he, he looked cool, no doubt about it. He dies like a dies like a bitch in Jedi. I'm sorry. Actually, I'm not because he's too cool to die that way. And one of my he favorite, escaped the Sarlacc pit. He beat right. it. In one of my favorite Marvel comics, he escaped it. He fell back in again. But uh, but yeah, here you see Boba Fett, and, and we see the Boba Fett. I wanted to see when he's fighting. I'm like, yes, that's what I wanted to see when he's taking down the stormtroopers. I was like. I know we make a joke that he was um, fat, fat, or whatever we. Ah, I can't wait for that figure. But fat, fat. He took those dudes out so quick, and it was just like, yeah, this is how Boba Fett should be. And you could write him in the books, you could write him in the comics like that. But to see him on the screen, that was great. Um, another topic I wanted to talk about. I think one of the things is when we were growing up in the eighties, the companies that were putting these toys out cared about story and maybe continuity especially George Lucas he he was in charge of everything when it comes to Star Wars but even G.I. Joe I mean these guys who did the cartoons and the comics and the toys these characters felt real they felt like they were actual people um, you know in the 80s late, 89, late 80s I was reading Batman. here's how I see it in the 80s, these guys were doing a, their job. They needed to create something new, you know, to sell to kids. You know, they wanted to push it with animation. Great. Nowadays, they're they're taking concepts that have already been done and they're bastardizing them. They really are. They're like, well, we're in a different time. We need to change this. We need to update this. It's not the same characters. Why Why can't I enjoy the characters that I help support? Because I'm at the point right now, I don't even want to see anything new. You know, leave it alone. Right? You know, come up with something original. And now people are going to say I'm going to kiss ass right now, but you know what? I'm going to take Cyberfrog as an example. Okay? 
Ethan, or even, you know what, to a different extent, Savage Dragon. Eric Larson does some amazing things, and they're all unique. I mean, arguably they're unique for comics because it's been done on Savage Dragon. But he's also done stuff that has happened to Marvel characters a million times. So I'm going back and forth on this. But my point is, these independent characters are always going to be those characters. Cyberfrog isn't all of a sudden going to sprout wings and, and start flying around because everybody wants to be an angel. You know, he is always going to be Cyberfrog, a wisecracking, you know, frog that, that saves the day. You know, Savage Dragon's always going to have a fin. You know, he's not going to, I don't know, maybe, well, Eric Larson looks to freak people out with it with certain things. But the point is, he's doing it for the fans. You know, they're doing it for the fans. Or the character has... Uh, and the, Right, and the character... Right, the character has value. It's good enough for the collectors. It's going to be good enough for the new people. And I'm thinking a lot of these toy companies are missing that point right now. When they created He-Man and Masters of the Universe, they were doing a job. Hey, we, you know, we, we messed up on Star Wars. We need something to grab boys. And they did it. They succeeded. It was great. It was a fantastic line number one for years. Fast forward to 2021. Well, He-Man's got to be smaller. It makes sense. He-Man's got to, you know, I don't know, just it, it 2000X, okay? We have to give him a different sword. Fine. Why? Well, you know, it, it serves the story. Okay. Story isn't what happened back in Filmation. All right. Well, we're not doing Filmation. We need to reboot it. 2000X was all anime He-Man. That's their goal. Anime was huge at the time. That's where he got that weird haircut. You know, the asterisks on his chest. You know, it, it'll bring in more kids. Didn't do it. Line died. All I'm saying is, if it was good enough for me back then, I guarantee, and I challenge all you toy companies, I guarantee it'll be good for the masses. Give it a shot. It's so important to tweak. Like before, it was all about, well, I need to put my name on the character. I need to do this. But what you're not realizing is your tweak. Oh, yeah, that's the idiot that that ruined that character. Mm -hmm. You know, is that the legacy you want? You know what legacy I want to see? Hey, look at so and so. Here's my prime example. Todd McFarlane. Spawn is still the same character. Yeah, different things happen to him. His goals might be different. But that's part of the story. Still the same character over 300 issues. 300 popular issues, I might add. You know, the Spawn Kickstarter, number one for action figures. Right? Todd McFarlane knows, hey, if it was good back in 1992, guess what? That same guy is going to be great. In 2021. You know, that's all I'm saying. I'm just so frustrated. Come up with something original. Stop messing with the things we love. You know, that that's that's my rant. That's your rant. Yeah. I think yeah. I think one of the problems is that 
nowadays we have people uh companies buying up we have businesses buying up properties nickelodeon bought the turtles you got star wars who uh, excuse me you got disney who bought the muppets they bought lucasfilm they bought marvel um almost like a monopoly sometimes and they kind of look at it as okay we own star wars it made so much money for years prequel toys didn't make it so much well we're gonna make a shitload of money off of this do it and when you look at a a a property like that for the value you're doing it wrong granted lucas wanted toys when he created Star Wars. that was one of the things he said is like well where are the toys and at the time um merchandising for toys for a movie especially toys did not sell well few exceptions but star wars blew the toy market away that's kind of what started this whole thing and right and now that they're in disney's hands well and that's the thing it's like if you want to do that you're doing some great stuff disney and then you're doing some stuff i don't know what you're doing over there um but like when it, you know what? Give credit where credit's due. Dave Filoni and John Favreau are doing good things with Star are, Wars. Disney is screwing up left and right. Well, I mean, and now you brought up Turtles. I just want to interject real quick. You brought up Turtles. The last iteration of Turtles tanked. I don't care what anybody said. The toys didn't sell. Nobody was watching those shows. The show is even. I mean, it's canceled overseas. Why? Too many changes. Raphael has to be the leader. Okay, great. Uh, you know, now they're dealing in magic. That's not Ninja Turtles. There was That's not what, what Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird came up with. I'll be honest with you. I'm very surprised Nickelodeon went along with The Last Ronin. Ian, there are people, and I have this on good authority, there are people at Nickelodeon that don't even know the Ninja Turtles' name. Well, not surprised. These are the people that are in control of the things we love, and it's killing it. Well, there, I also think there are people who probably do business courses and you know have no interest in any of these toys or properties. Then why are they in charge? Well, their company bought it, and this guy made so much money. You know what a product? Give it to Fred. So this dude Fred gets it. He doesn't know what he's doing. And what's popular right now? Oh, well, this, this, and this. Okay, boom. I think for every company that buys a, a property, you know, like kind of like you said, it, it's kind of like I don't want to call my favorite toy like a property, my favorite toy line or character, because that's not what it is to me. You know, like right. You know, it's kind of like almost like a it has meaning to you, really. Yeah, but they need to have one fan who works for them i'm not talking about well like, yeah because you don't want who knows the product and could be like do it justice because you know what not somebody that comes into it and now you know i have you know 30 years of history i need to to study i mean nobody's gonna do it nobody wants to do that i mean i would love to learn to do, give me that job i'll do it but but at the same time, you also don't want the inmates to run the asylum as well. You know, and I understand that, you know, you over fan service. 
you know, that can also kill a line. Of course. So I, I understand there has to be a balance, but that is what I feel is missing. There's no balance. All they want to see is numbers. Yes. And if there's balance right now, this going. Yeah, it's not. It'll never be in the collector's favor only because we're too small. One of the issues with Disney is the merchandising. I mean, it happened to the Rocketeers kind of like they really looked at, at that movie more as merchandise, the merchanteer, you know, it's like, what can we make? What, you know, this is in the nineties. What can we make with this character? How much can we make it, get it out there? And then they didn't make such great products. They didn't, they had, they picked a terrible release time between two big summer blockbusters. Um, granted it is a, a loved cult film, but, um, and there are some decent products coming out, but I really think that movie would have blown the summer away if they just put it out at the right time, not in between like a blockbuster kind of thing. Uh, there, there's always going to be like theories we'll have, and unfortunately, we're the annoying voices to them. Here, you know what? I'm going to bring up the Rocketeer real quick because you're the Rocketeer expert. Thank you. I've got my shirt on today. She's a little girl right now. He uh, is, or, or the Rocketeer character is what, a nine-year-old right now? Uh, yeah, something like that. So, now, go ahead. I don't know the ratings. The show's no longer The show um, has only lasted one season. Okay, one season. You want to know why? Because nobody wants to see a nine-year-old in a jetpack. Not even nine-year-olds. It did get good ratings with kids. And I'm going to... You know, I, I did an uh, episode of Rocketeer Radio where I talked about it, and I found when I saw the first episode, I was kind of like, all right, you know, that's cute. And then when I did start the podcast, I went back on and rewatched every episode. And what I found great about the show was all the Easter eggs they hid in it throughout the series of about the movie and the comic book. Oh yeah, so they could That's say what I got out of it. Hey collectors or hey fans Rocketeer fans and Dave Steven fans. Yeah, look, here is I don't know, uh I don't know, give me something. <laughs> I'm dying here. Kit Seaboard was the girl's name, the character's name. No, no, uh, an Easter egg. Give me an Easter egg. Oh, um Orsino was a character from the comic book. He's in he was a magician, he's a, a villain in the show. Okay, great. All right, so, uh, yeah. Here, collectors, here's Orsino. We're just like you. This is just like you. Except Rocketeer is going to be a tiny little girl flying a jetpack. And you know? the, they did change the helmet, which... Yeah, it, to see, even that. Yeah. Now, uh, now, why... You've been supporting Dave Stevens and, and Rocketeer since you discovered them. Okay? Why, why can't they make a Rocketeer show for you that you've been supporting this whole time. Why is it good enough for you to enjoy, but not the next guy uh, or a girl? See, here's, I don't know. I think they really should have went with kind of an animated show for like, um, after, after school crowd, kind of like when we would come home and exactly. you, know, you get like a GI Joe action show. It's really what the Rocketeer is. I would love to have seen that. I would love to have seen toys made of that, but they made nothing for this new Rocketeer. And I would at least have bought an action figure of her. 
I give them what I liked about the show. I give them credit. They kept her related to uh, Cliff Secord. He's a she's the great granddaughter, I believe. Yeah, to appease the to appease the fan, the hardcore fans. Right, but but it's not Rocketeer. All right, let me ask you this: Is it Rocketeer? Is the nine-year-old a formidable Rocketeer? Like, can she go up against Nazis? Can she go up against? No, I don't know. The, the villains were all goofy. You know, she's no. Um, See why? Why do they have to change it? it? Lasted one season for a reason. I think the show could have lasted longer. The writing was good. Yeah, but I think but, it was them. It was the but in reality, nobody was watching it. That's why it got canceled. Right. You know, it wasn't over budget. I'm sure, like like Ducktales. You know. Well, you know, DuckTales is a great show. It had a good stories. But what I'm getting at is why why aren't we good enough to see Cliff Secord fight Nazis? I don't think Disney knows what to do with it. On primetime. To be honest. No, not even primetime, just on Disney Plus. Yeah. That, that would be a great place. You know, they that's don't know what to do with the, to do with the character. That's and that's my problem. Except to make merchandise every so often, you know. You know, these these companies are sitting on I you know, on our favorite characters wondering why they're not succeeding. You know, oh, oh, you know, they're not succeeding cuz I don't know, cuz cuz you know, it, it's a it was a classic story that, you know, isn't updated for today's audience even though we tried. Now, I'm going to give credit where credit's due. Look at Dragon Ball. Look at look at manga comics right now. They're destroying American comics. Destroying. Marvel Comics is is in the dust. You know? The only things that are succeeding, originality. And if it's a classic property, they're still going at it. You know? Goku will always be Goku. You know? He's always going to be Dragon Ball Z. You know? His life may change. You know? He's got kids. He may have grandkids. You know, but Goku is the star of the show. People love seeing Goku for years. Granted, he grew up. He started off as a child. But they're doing it right because they understand this is a great character. We don't need to tweak him. We don't need to, I don't know, something ridiculous. And comics in Japan are so different compared to here where they're, you know, adults read them. They read them waiting for the train to go to work. And I bet they've been reading them since they were a child. Yeah, most likely. Some of them have been around for that long. Exactly. You know, obviously, I don't know too much about um, some of the books that that are popular, but I would say probably some of them are, have been around that long. Yeah. They know what they're doing. And up to a point, BBC knew what they were doing with Doctor Who. Now, granted, I have no problem with Jodie Whittaker. She's a fantastic doctor, and I hate the fact that everybody dumps on her because she's a female. Dump on the creators because they needed to change it. We need to have, you know, we need to represent everybody on the TARDIS. There's also another thing is that... You could do it season per season, you know. Jodie Whittaker is an excellent actress. I enjoy her, and... You can hate me if you want, but I enjoy her as the doctor. I think she's had some crappy adventures, but I don't I don't blame her. I blame the creators because these people are not original enough. They're trying to do what everybody else is doing 
and they're wondering why they're failing. Don't hate the actor. You can hate the character. You know, it's a, well, don't hate the character. I mean, you love the character. The difference is that when you take it to that level and that you hate the character, so you take it out on the actor or actress when you see them. Yeah, that, uh, yeah. But so, and, and, because I mean, like I said, but then you have the characters that you love to hate. You got Snape and Dolores Umbridge, and they were played so well. You know, those are the characters that you love. They're great villains. Well, Snape's not a villain, but they're great characters. That's awesome. But, um, Frank, I'm not blaming. My point is, yeah, I'm not blaming. Yeah, I'm not blaming Jodie Whittaker. She's a fantastic actress. She didn't write the script. Right, exactly. She just got caught in the middle. Okay. Let me tell you something. You can put another different female in that, you know, as the doctor. And if you got the same people trying to do the same exact thing, you're going to get the same exact results. You know, 50 years, over 50 years of Doctor Who, all of a sudden we need to change him. You know, we need to make this character, you know, before everything else. You know, now. You know, she created the Time Lords or, or something ridiculous like that. What I'm saying is, don't try to appease everybody because it's never going to win. You're never; it's never going to happen. No, what I want to know is, let's just say, 20 years from now, will things change and they go back to how we remember the characters? You know, there's always that possibility. Well. In 20 years, here's what I want to say. 20 years, hey, you remember the Ninja Turtles? That was a great book. That was a great cartoon. That was a great action figure series. Okay. But look at, you know, look at, you know, Task Force or brand new originality wave one. You know, that's what I want to see 20 years from now. You know, I don't want to see the rehash of everything because. You know what? There's going to come a point where it, it, they're going to tweak it so much. These characters aren't even going to be recognizable in 20 years. That's my fear. You know? Yeah. You know, He-Man isn't going to be a, a, a barbarian or, you know, a king of Eternia. He's going to be a businessman. <laughs> you know, he's going to open up. Yeah. Because yeah, that's how, you know. He works at Office Grayskull. Because Exactly. Yeah, yeah, the firm of uh, of uh, Adam and Tila, you know, uh, you know, Eternian defenders, Duncan Adam and Tila. Yeah. You know, I mean, stuff like that is it pisses me off because that's not he, man. You know, he's going to walk into court by the power of litigation. You know, it, it it's not going to work. Raises his briefcase. Pretty much, you know, I don't want to see that twenty years from now. You know, I want to see new original concepts. Like, look in the 90s. Think about this. They brought in... A slew of new things. Exactly. They brought in the Power Rangers. You know, it's still going strong to this day. Sure, it's got about a billion incarnations of it now. But it's still going strong. You know, they don't... They didn't tweak it so much as to actually ruin the property. Although... Some people would say they did when, you know, when Power Rangers was at Disney. Here, well, you know, here's the thing. I, Ghostbusters, you know, I'm a fan. It's coming out in November. Um, 
I'm really looking forward to it. And it's a sequel of sorts to the original series. And I really love the first movie. The second one was okay. Um, the, 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 the female one, um, I watch it when it's on. You know, there's some good scenes in it. Yeah, exactly. I, that's I, a that's I a great point. First movie. And a great – what they're doing, I feel – and I, I haven't seen the movie, obviously, so how do I know? But this movie is going to kind of like pay homage to, to the original and, and, and start its own possible series. But it looks good. Uh, and it's keeping up with the Ghostbusters line. Right. Uh, it's been a long time, even before the female film, that we had Ghostbusters. So maybe um, was it Ghostbusters, uh, Extreme Ghostbusters? But you know, it it, it it generated many things. IDW did a great comic book, um, well written. Love the art. I would love to see you know twenty years from now a new Batman graphic novel that's going to blow me away, like how the Court of Owls did. I I don't want to see. Um, Batman, you know, or like you're saying with He-Man, I don't want to see um, I want if you can come up with a new story for this character then great you're, you're putting this character into unex, unexplained or un, what's the word Tom, unex, uh, into a new situation right, and, you know, that that's, that's and that's fine, yeah, that's great but you know what? In comics, you, depending on the series, you have enough time where it's still the same character. This is still the same Bruce Wayne, billionaire, playboy. You know, something different happened to him. You know? like oh, to that's that. great, but it's not so much of a change. Like comics, Kevin Smith put it best. Comics, you're always going to be in act two. You know, and that's understandable. Because you still want this. You know what? For some reason, toys, especially toys in a different medium, it's not, to me, it doesn't feel like an act two. To me, it feels like a whole different play. You know, like, like again, with, with Transformers, there's been a thousand different versions of Optimus Prime. There's Optimus Primal, if you like dinosaurs. There's, you know, a Flame Optimus Prime, if you like that. There's even a fire truck Optimus Prime. You know? But yet, you go up to anybody that's a true Transformers fan, they're going to be like, what does Optimus Prime transform into? Oh, that's simple, a, a tractor trailer. You know? It, that's, that's what I'm... That's my whole purpose. You know, I... Stop changing our characters. There's nothing wrong with the characters. Put them in different situations. Make them grow. Don't start from scratch. You know, the worst word in my vocabulary right now is reboot. I, I hate that word. I literally despise that word. Now, if you're going to start from scratch with something, then make it original. Exactly. Instead of starting make scratch, it original. Stop changing. New character. Exactly. Stop changing characters to appease everybody. But and, and the thing is, you create a new character, you're gonna possibly create something that's really cool and you're gonna create a new fan base. And holy that, that would be great. Holy intelligence, Ian, you broke the code. You broke you have literally broken the code. Thank you. 
You know, I it mean, was, it was tough to crack. I tell you this, but you know what? There are people at Mattel right now. There are people at Hasbro right now that can't that can't fathom yeah. that. Yeah, that. Yeah. You know, that's what. Let me tell you something. Now that we're on this discussion, Scott Knightlick. I know some people. You know, he, he's very controversial. Scott Knightlick did something so incredibly amazing. I mean, it, it was something so simple, though. 2000X, you know, they wanted more diversity. So they took Zodak and they gave him a, a race swap. They, they made him uh, African. Okay. Um, and I'm using that term loosely only because there's no Africa on Eternia. Not that I know of. Okay, so great. There's a Zodak. He's black. Diversity checked. Okay. Years later, classics came along. Okay. Now you can ask Scott about it. He's going to tell you, well, look, I, I just wanted to sell more toys. He took that Zodak and he created an original character for classics. He put him right next to the Caucasian Zodak. And there were two original characters. Zodak, the Caucasian, is, you know, from outer space. The African Zodak is from is a mystic enforcer. He works in magic. You know, he's got these cool tattoos. That makes sense to me because you took the same concept and you created two different characters out of that concept. That is intelligence. That is what collectors want. Like, I don't feel cheated. I don't feel that that Zodak from 2000X is now this whole different person because you know, filmation Zodak, let's say, wasn't good enough. You know, that is what is missing from pop culture nowadays. You know, I challenge anybody with, you know, a producer, somebody with money or power, create something new. Stop gambling on an IP that happened years ago that all of a sudden you're going to change it and make it better for everybody. It just, it doesn't work. Like, seriously, what reboot successfully i mean uh, granted you know um, you know mathematically i'm sure there has to be one or two out there i can't come up with any off the top of my head but the majority of it fails i think star wars would have worked if they had a plan before they started yeah you know what though yes i mean i blame ryan johnson i, I hate the last jedi flat out Here's the thing. You have one movie. Well, you have seven, which was a great... I like it. I think it's a great movie. And it's starting off somewhere. And then it's like handing that pen and pencil to somebody. and say, here, write this next movie. Do whatever you want. If they had an idea in mind, this is what we want to see. This is the story. Here, or here's your outline. This is what you got to stick to. Go it might have worked a lot better. I mean, they pulled in money, but, you know, well, they were kind of all over the place. Anything, and that's why I feel Star Wars has the most angriest fan base right now, is because you can put anything Star Wars, even crap, you know you're guaranteed a million dollars, at least, or, or you know, 500 million. You know, because these fans are so passionate about what they originally remembered, they're going to attach, 
you know, episodes one, two, and three, nobody really was a fan of till later on they found a, an appreciation of it. But now, is it because they hate seven, eight, and nine? Who knows? Know. But I, I mean, Tony did explain it well on, um, yes, and that's why, and it makes so much perfect sense about one, two, and three, right? But and and still, this, despite that, I am an original trilogy non-special edition guy um that's what i want to see actually that's what i want on disney plus i don't want to watch the special editions but that's what's there so i watch it um right i have the dvds that that has the um the original trilogy as a as a bonus so i can watch it when i want to special edition i kind of think wasn't so special but you know that's this is how it is i you know my my choice in this matter is do I buy this product or not? And that's how I kind of make a statement. If I don't like it, I'm not going to buy it. Um, it's not a big statement because I'm just one <laughs> tiny little person, but you know, um, passion, when you, when you get passionate about something, I guess this is why sports fans get so passionate about their team and yell at the TV or fight with another team Um fan of another team and guess, right but their players aren't going to change maybe they may change positions they may retire but right. there's like i said more like fandom wise right wayne gretzky is always going to be wayne gretzky number 99 you know michael jordan i, I don't I care i'm gonna say it was. great 23 uh greatest basketball player that ever lived you know he's always going to be michael jordan granted yeah he's going to pick up golf or take up baseball why not you know but guess what he went back to basketball he retired at basketball you know that's what i'm saying yeah you can have our characters experience different things but make them the same character keep them the same you want to do something different create something different you want to add to the mythology great look what the turtles did in idw they have jenica now the the second female fifth turtle. You know what I say? If you want to do something really incredible, stick to your original concept and have continuity. Exactly. Yeah, that's the only. So, oh, you solved it. Uh, not that, and you don't need to have uh, for any Tolkien fans out there like a Silmarillion Bible to follow. That's, I think maybe one person probably got that reference, but. It wasn't me. Yeah, it's it's sorry. Sorry. No, it's, I didn't. Ex- well, you know what? You bring up a good point because look at what Amazon's doing to Lord of the Rings. I'm very disappointed. I'm not it's their it. yeah. It's their Game of Thrones. You know, I, you know what? Hobbits are having sex. They bought it. Uh, you know, they got the license. They're doing it. That's what they want to do. Uh, and I choose not to watch it. It's that simple. Right. Um, you know, they. But that, well. It's a prequel, so they're not. Is it a prequel? I don't even. Know. Yes, I believe so. But here's okay. the thing. But your your characters aren't like we're not going to see Legolas in this. No, we're not going to see. Um, I don't know the exact age because so uh, Lord of the Rings is the, the third age of Middle Earth. So right. I'm not sure what timeline it'll be in. Tolkien has an entire history of Middle Earth written out. Um, I'm not sure where it lies. Um, but up to an extent, 
I mean, I'm not a big fan of prequels either, but I blame that. I blame for Lucas because ever since he came out with a prequel, you know, oh. everybody wants to do prequels. First prequel. Because with me, because with me, characters should always move forward. Remember this, though, Tom. Before he did the Star Wars prequels, Temple of Doom is a prequel. Oh, that's right. Okay. Um, Good point. Well, all right. Then George Lucas popularized them. <laughs> you know, because I want to see I want to see my, my characters move forward. I don't care where they've been. They want to talk about, you know, they want to sit at a bar or something and reminisce. Great. That's a one, you know, that's that's a mini series or something. I don't need to see, you know, the conception of Anakin Skywalker. You know, I don't need to see Anakin in kindergarten. You know, I know he's going to grow up to be Darth Vader. There's something really cool about not knowing in a way, starting at episode four and not knowing and just having these things mentioned, the Clone Wars and not knowing what they are. There's something kind of cool about that. Yeah, but isn't and that part of the mis- mystery? Because look at look at Solo. You know, the Kessel Run, okay? Way disappointing right. in, in, in visually. I did enjoy that movie. Um, but- yeah, I, I also enjoyed Solo too, but you know what? I don't need to I don't need to see everything they talked about, everything right. that made them great. I, you know, like- I it's so much better in your head. Well, that's the problem. And, that, and I think that that's one of the issues with the prequels is that we heard about the Clone Wars. I'm thinking there's at least my idea was like, oh, the clone Jedi's and they were those. That's what was fighting, um, right? But here's my problem with that. One of the best things that came out of the Clone Wars was, in my opinion, was the Bad Batch. Okay, now episodes um, four, five, and six. You know, Obi Wan fought right next to the Bad Batch. Never mentioned it to Luke. You know, and. Yeah, and let's let's think about this now. Saying that's my whole problem with Rogue One, that's why I didn't enjoy it. Well, you know, the problem with that then would be like the continuity wise. You're talking exactly about a movie that was made previously, and now you're adding to it, so you can't put words into these characters' mouths. That's right. So, like, uh, where where were these Death Troopers in four, five, and six? Right. All of a sudden, you know, they just you know, all right, well, we're gonna retire them. That's right. You know, it, it just. You can't you can't make a prequel better than the original, you know, or not better, but you can't make it shinier and newer than what's already been done. It it just it doesn't work like continuity wise. I, I I still think it's let's just for for a moment say the prequels never happened, and four, five, and six that was it. I think there's something really cool about that. Exactly, and. Let's just also go one further because Star Wars, um, whether Lucas made the prequels or not, Star Wars was making a comeback. I th- I honestly think because people missed it, people wanted more. You know, the merchandise was selling again. What if? And that's fine. It's just a what if. But if, Dis- if Disney bought it and made the Mandalorian, what if we just had like the, the original and the Mandalorian? Right. Um, pretty cool too right but you know what with the mandalorian you could be like hey remember through um four five and six you know we could do like you know the mandalorian is your gateway but you can also say hey remember star wars here's a new luke skywalker here's you know darth vader 
you know, but you can, you can still appreciate it, but at the same time, you also can appreciate the Mandalorian. Yes. Which, you know, that that's, that's my whole thing. You can have originality and then, you know, Hey, this is where, this is where this concept originated from. It's, this is a, you know, there's no, there's no change. There's just appreciation at that point. You know, you want to make changes? Great. But you know what? I don't ever want to see Luke Skywalker throw a lightsaber. You, you know what I'm saying? That, that to me, I mean, he even corrected it in the rise of Skywalker. He's like, you should have more respect for this. You know, that's what... You don't need to change the character to make it more interesting, to make mass appeal. Character's fine. You just need to show him or her in a better light. You know, that's that's my whole rant. I think this is something we'll probably come back to. Um, because... Well, yeah, this is what I talked about with Joe Mono on People of Eternia. I mean, well, like, you know, we could just probably have a whole podcast about this. Oh, yeah. Easily. You know, because these are things that, you know, it's it's part of what gets you fired up as a fan. You know, it's just your your passion, your investment in the character. Um, you know. Exactly. So we've ranted and re- are, are you good? I, I just. Oh, I, I enjoyed listening. Okay, sorry. So, so let's. Uh, yeah, I know fifty. Yeah, let's get to some news real quick. Okay, so of, here's the news, folks. There's a lot of toys coming out. Good night. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all so news. we're in July. So normally San Diego will be coming out. You know, so a lot of these toy companies are secretly announcing exclusives, Is including Comic Con this year, November. Um. No, I mean San Diego. There's no San Diego in November. Oh, November. they're doing yeah, they're doing a no, small sure. show, okay. and then um, next year, New York. Year. Yeah, New York is coming up in October, and then I have PowerCon in September, so I'm looking forward to that. But they are making exclusives anyway. So here is from Jadjo Classified Zartan with new box art and. Oh, look at those heads. Yeah, how cool is that? Snake eyes and Storm Shadow? Well, Zartan can disguise himself into anybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty interesting. That is. Now, here is the challenge. Just like at San Diego, how many of these are we going to see? How many of these will actually go to a hardcore G.I. Joe collector? And I really hope they don't have to go crazy looking for them because something like this... I mean, look how cool this is. Wow. It's going to sell out in, in seconds. You know, the removable hood. I mean, uh, you know, his weapons. You know, I, I wouldn't even be surprised if, like in the original, you know, if it changed color or uh, if he changed colors. Oh, yeah. That's right. This was a great toy, too, when it first came out. We had that one face that came off. Oh, yeah. You know, that was that was such a great toy. Yeah. Now we're Now we're in the age of removable heads. So, yeah. so that is pretty cool. I'm looking forward to that. Nice so, too. The way they set this up is. Oh yeah, it's beautiful. This is this is a really oh and look what is it the box uh, it's turned so you can have each head in there. Yeah. You know what I would love to see? This is just a joke, but like the Groucho Marx glass, you know, nose <laughs> and a mustache. I would like to see that one day. But um, 
Yeah, this is actually a really cool toy. So Masters of the Universe Revelations has announced a coloring book from BuzzPop. So that's pretty cool. They've also announced uh, some new Revelation minis, including the Sorceress, Mercenary Tila, which I'm assuming is, you know, the haircut Tila, Faker, Beastman, and a mini Skelegod. All coming out very soon. Last I heard it was in October. And then since we're on the Revelations, they came out, Netflix released a new trailer, the second trailer. Now, you want to hear something interesting about this? I don't know who this guy is, actually. This man in arms. Is it? Okay. Yeah, he's old now. He is. Look at him. Yeah. All right. Now, this is a figure I want to say. This is, he looks cool, awesome. Actually. Yeah. But, um, so get this. So, San Diego Comic-Con, or Comic-Con at home, the San Diego version, is doing a Kevin Smith panel. Part of that panel included the new Revelations trailer, except it leaked out early. So there were bootleg versions of this, and Netflix was like, no, no, let's let's do it proper. So they released it minutes after the the leak. That's pretty smart. Yeah. Well, I mean damage control. Yeah, exactly. Also, in the European version or in the bootleg version, spoilers. I don't want to ruin anything for anybody, but spoilers. Three, two, one. Man in Arms tells Tila, you are the new Man in Arms. So I guess Duncan's retiring. He's going to open up a little coffee shop. Yeah, and turning a coffee. Oh, I'm glad you mentioned that. Yeah, I just had some this morning, turning coffee. <laughs> now here's Triclops and his newfound glory. Now these look like horde wraiths to me, but that'd be interesting if they were. No idea what's going on in this picture. So I guess something happens and, um, well, the whole premise is magic is lost in Eternia. It's up to Tila to get it back. He-Man is somehow connected. What, standing up with his arm raised? Yes. And what's that? That's what's one of those toys they sold that he's standing on? A Rotan. A Rotan. Yes. All right. All right. So yeah, he gained some sort of power and maybe he's a cult. Okay. Okay. But um, these guys in the hoods remind me of Horde Wraiths. So that's pretty cool. But yeah, I'm looking forward to it. You know, July 23rd, Masters of the Universe Revelations. Hopefully it will be good. I've heard, you know, I've heard both sides at this point. So I just, I just hope I'm not disappointed. But here's something that no one will ever be disappointed in. The Mesco 112 Roadblock. It seems like every time Hasbro releases a figure, you know, Mesco is following behind. So I don't know if that's marketing on purpose or not. But So Roadblock here comes with three different heads, a whole slew of hands, grenades, weapons, helmet. And it's all fabric clothing? Yes, most of it. Or, or you know, soft goods. Yeah, soft goods. Thank yeah. You. Like you can have, I always did like him in the vest when we saw him on uh, the GI Joe movie, the animated one. Mm-hmm. And like comes with his guns, some uh, some 
bolts. I forgot. What so it's got a uh, for the for the machine gun. Got some bullets to hang off it. Yeah, that's just a Mezco genius. Yeah. The See, these guys get it. They don't want to change it. They want to enhance it. They want to give you the what you've always wanted. They basically are giving you when you picture it in your head. Yes. Pretty much the detail that you see. They're making, the yeah, they're just bringing it to life at this point. Yeah, yeah. From 3 0, the six inch Ultraman is available for pre order. Now, I'm not too familiar with this character, but. Me either. I always say it looks like Jet Jaguar from Godzilla. <laughs> uh, actually, Tommy, before you go to the next one, yep. um, on our little notes we have here, what is severed unicorn heads? Oh, that got crossed out, but oh, yeah, we can. That's fine. We can bring it up. I didn't know what so, it was. So, severed unicorn heads. So, our buddy Ethan Van Skyver has Rainbow the Brute. Uh, it's a comic coming out. It's supposed to be just like testosterone on the page. So, in his version of the story, uh, unicorns are kind of like um, insects, if you will. They're normal size, but they bother the hell out of you. So Rainbow the Brute has no takes no pity on them, so he just starts killing them left and right. So Ethan thought, what a great concept. You remember the Smurfs? Mm-hmm. Okay, he was like, wouldn't it be cool if I did that, if I took that PVC concept and just made like erasers okay. or pencil toppers of the severed unicorn heads? So this is going to be a pencil topper? Yes. Interesting. Yes. Yep. To go along with his Rainbow the Brute campaign. It's interesting. I don't know if this is intentional or not, but the the the, the front view of the of the second head looks mm-hmm. like an ice cream cone upside down with ice cream on it for the hair for the mean. Yeah. I don't know if that was intentional. Idea. Yeah. He's yeah, he's got a whole bunch of ideas. Like he wants to make scratch and sniff stickers. Except the one wow. one smells like urine. But I mean, that's so 80s right there. Just because, oh, yeah, yeah. He's the whole concept is 80s. Like, it's like I mean, Bob Rainbow Bob. the Brute. Rainbow Bright. Exactly. Yeah. But, you know, for legal reasons, he can't, you yeah. know, say that. So this got released. Here we go, Turtles. Yep. San Diego Comic Con exclusive from NECA. Unconfirmed right now, but because I just. Having to see this on Twitter. So this will probably be it, but more stuff's coming along. NECA also released pictures and the pre-orders coming up of Chrome Dome from the animated cartoon. Oh, okay. He looks like a cross between Stinkor and... (laughs) And Shredder. um, Shredder, and I was thinking of um, the Cylons from Battlestar Galactica. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. Yep, Chrome Dome will be 10 inches and come with uh, swords, a gun, mini computer, and multiple hands. What is that, like a uh, Commodore 64? Oh my god, yeah, you're right. Oh, yeah, it's even, got, it's even got a little um, is it really supposed disk to be? drive. Does it look like one? Well... I was just kind of like throwing out a joke. Actually, it looks like a IBM, or not IBM, uh, uh, Lisa from uh, Apple. I'm just interested in the the disk drive. <laughs> that is detailed, though. Yeah. So Rad Plastic is in second printing right now. The great book about 
Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle figures, even figures that were just made to the concept stage. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's in second printing. It's on Kickstarter right now. So if you're into the turtles, this is a great book. I mean, we've had we've had the author right on our show mm-hmm. yeah. going through it. I mean, there was supposed to be a Star Wars line of turtles. Remember see. that? Yeah. No, There's a police line. There's going to be a police line of turtles. There was going to be the original sewer concept had a giant, like, like Moses head popping out to guide the turtles. I didn't show you the book. Uh, no, I got to send it to you. They did. They did a Star Trek line. Yes. So the Star Wars line would have been really cool. Yes. And hint, hint, hopefully we can uncover this story on people of Eternia. There was supposed to be a crossover that got canceled. I'm not allowed to say anything about it right now, but hopefully, hopefully I can bring you that story. It's an amazing story. I have to, I'm breaking rules left and right. Ian. So Jurassic park and, you know, transformers, they merged. Crossover. Two, I don't know, two great flavors into one. I do not like the way that looks. So this is JP93, the transforming transformer. He doesn't have an Autobot symbol, so I don't know which side he's on. I'm sure you picked up on the meaning of the name. Yeah, so JP3, or excuse me, JP93, and his nemesis, a repainted Megatron. From Beast Wars. Goodness. Yeah. Uh, Up for pre-order right now. So here's 93 in his transformed mode, in his auto mode. Looks very accurate. Actually, it really does. Yeah. Right. (laughs) But looks very accurate. I mean, their their transformation modes look great. I mean, the, the dinosaur mode on Megatron looks looks very realistic. Yeah. Now here's a concept that I like. You know, guns and dinosaurs. You know, guns and dinosaurs. Well, think about this. There used to be there used to be a line called. Um, damn it, I can't remember. Right now. No. Uh, damn it. I knew it was gonna haunt me. I, I knew I was. No, you get the I am. Well, here's Megatron in different colors from Beast Wars, you know, to adapt to the Jurassic Park figure. It's a great figure, you know. It's just basically a straight-up repaint. Hmm. Now, Ian, Playmobil. Oh, yeah, I'm glad you brought this up as I saw this on the... uh, How crazy is it? Why would I give a three-year-old the A-team? Here's my thought. Why did they even bother making the A team? So, first you had um, Back to the now, Future, right? right? Ghostbusters, right? Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters, I can understand. Why did they not do Star Wars? Oh, that's a great question. I mean, I could see that. I, sure, this is like the '80s kick, but I, I don't understand this. I, I was never a fan of the show, and I would really, love, I like it. Yeah, no, just. I, I, did not watch it, but I would love to see this as a Star Wars line. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, maybe, I don't know why. Maybe they just into it Lego. Maybe that's why. Possibly, but well, Lego's for an, a more adult audience, whereas Playmobil's straight that's, up yeah, for kids. You know, Dino Riders. God, I, knew oh, I, remember, was... I remember hearing about that. Yeah. Now, why can't we get that back? Now, recently they made Dino Riders as something like the muscle figures. You know, but I mean, they have the light Mattel. Yeah, Mattel can make this. Thing is, they don't want to, so somebody has to approach them who is willing to do the money end of it. And yes, it's kind of like who has the you know, you got to get like a hardcore fan in order to be like the guy, like, I want to bring this back exactly. But we need to tweak it, we need to uh, make them hippies. Hippies, goodness, QCon. The A team, I can't believe this. This is crazy for kids. You know what? You know what they should have done? They should have done Knight Rider. Right. Playmobil. You get the car and Michael Knight. Yeah. Yeah. That pretty cool. Yeah, that's true. But it's still on Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, Ian. You were mentioning QCon. QCon from QMX. So it's July 23rd. Two Same time as Revelations. There you go. Do we know what the exclusives are? Not a clue. There are a mystery at the moment. That is this summer. And then Hasbro Pulse also announced their convention again this year, 2021, in the fall. So I'm just glad PowerCon is coming this year. Yeah, like it's we been can, a while for a con. Yeah, I'm so looking forward to it. Hoping and praying we continue on the course. And we have um, Toy Fair next year. Um, yeah. I, I know I probably Excuse sound me. like a whiny baby, but I miss going to Toy Fair. Yeah. Yeah. So, unfortunately for PowerCon, they said it was going to be capped at 5,000 attendees. It's not a lot when you really think about it. Well, they, you know what it was? They, oh, I'm sorry. They get a lot of walk ins. PowerCon? Yeah. Yeah. I remember. <laughs> I remember one year at PowerCon, uh, there was a whole family dressed up as Deadpool. They thought it was just a regular convention. I mean, they still went in. I thought it was a great concept, but they you know, were they were misled. PowerCon, you know, if you don't know like that, it's a reference to He Man. It could just throw you off that it's like a, a regular convention. Exactly. Yeah. So, and also Super Seven with their Comic-Con at home series is coming back this year. So hopefully, you know, everything will be back to normal and we'll celebrate in San Diego. If we can get tickets. So tell so. us about this uh, pre-order. There we go. Boss fight. They released wave one of Popeye classics, which right. will include Popeye, Bluto, olive oil, sweet pea, Castor Oil, Eugene the Jeep, and his duck friend. I was that's those are my two thoughts. I didn't know who the duck was. Um, and I remember, but I just I'm shot today. I thought that was actually a uh, Wimpy. I did not did not know that was Castor Oil. So thank you. For no, that. that's not Wimpy. Yeah, Wimpy like Wimpy actually has like somewhat of a mustache, and he's taller. I was like, why is he so small? But and hey. obviously he's going to come with a hamburger. So. Yeah, and he's so what he's related to olive oil in a way. That's her father. He, he's he's the father. Okay. Yep. Popeye looks great. 
Right? Is the father? No, the brother. I'm sorry. Cast. Wait. Ah, you just screwed me up. He's either the brother or the father. Really I think, right. I think Caster. I think Caster might be the brother. And then or the father. Okay. You know what? No, he's the father. Because I remember reading a, a thing the other day that they were doing the father before the brother. And it was his uncle Moda Oreo coming along. <laughs> yeah, right. A virgin Alouette. We can make jokes like this all day. Uh, so that's the pre-order um, for the whole Popeye yep. game. Boss fight. Yeah. Thirteenth, which is right around the corner. Yeah, log on to Boss Fight Studios for more information. It's good to see Popeye coming back. Yes, and I'm happy he's got a corn pipe in in this version. Yeah, yeah. See another thing, Jendi Tartakovsky made a Popeye movie. Couldn't include a pipe because apparently it yeah. involves smoking. Yeah, you know? did that with I the- mean, and we're reasonable people growing up. You know, we we. You know, we have common sense. Now, sure. how many times have we seen Wolverine or Popeye light one up? You know, God, you know, me, a, a smoke, you know, a, a cigar or smoke. All the time. And here's even one further. Have you Back, ever smoked in your life? I tried one cigarette once and I coughed like my brains out. So I okay, but was it because of was it because no, of Wolverine? Honestly, was it because a, of Popeye? I was a teenager. No. There you go. Right there. Thing, when Donald Duck. When I was watching these cartoons on um, Disney Channel years ago, when he gave his nephews all the cigars and made them smoke it till they got sick, that's going to make me want to go out and smoke a cigar. Um, yeah, and you also went out of the house with pants on. That's right. <laughs> that's right. You know? You know Donald Duck does not. It's, uh, people don't want to be parents. Uh, you know, that's the only thing I can think of. You know? You know, my parents my parents were like, don't smoke. I was like, okay, okay. done. To find out you smoked, you're going to... I was like, oh. Exactly. You know, I could watch it on TV. Listen, I... When I first saw Superman and that concept, I didn't want to jump out of a window to see if I could fly, because I know... I was smart enough to know I'm not Superman. No, that you couldn't. That's right. I don't get it. I don't get this world. You know? I always tell people... People are like, why do you tell people to play with their toys? I was like, because I want to encourage people... To not only play with their toys, but get their kids involved. You know, spend some time with them. Have have some sort of commonality. You know, life sucks as it is. I mean, you know, spend time with your kids. You know, it also drives me crazy. They're all... These billboards exist all over LA. Be a father. You know, you have a kid. You know, spend some time with your children. If you need... To be reminded or told that you have to spend time with your offspring, there's something wrong there. Yeah, okay? it's, and it's, it's, and I got news for you: a billboard ain't going to solve it. No, but it's a horrible thing that you got to see that. You know, like um. Oh yeah, gun-free zone. I've I've driven through those. I mean, know, it's a kid should always know who they're you know be able to play with their parents when exactly. It's sad. Exactly. But here's something that's not sad. Hasbro first Friday announced Power Rangers, a new line, part of, well, not a new line, but part of their lightning collection. The first one is the fan favorite in space Phantom Ranger. It was pretty cool. I, I always liked his design. He was like a space cop. Yeah, it comes with some light up effects. 
And yep, will be available in November for the great price of twenty two ninety nine. That's another thing. Um, prices of toys are going up again. Dino Charge Green Ranger. He's coming out as part of your collection. Oh, here we go. Space with the light up effect. And then you also doesn't really see. light up. <laughs> well, that's not space pink. No, this is a Zeo Yellow Ranger with an Aisha head. That's pretty cool. I mean, I get they want you to to collect it. I mean, I'm sure it's a marketing thing, but wouldn't it be interesting just to get the whole set out? Because instead of picking and choosing, yeah. Like seriously, you 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 know you're probably not going to get the whole Zeo set for another two years or so. You know that's yeah. that's frustrating. But as you were saying, in Space Pink Ranger is also available or in November, all the same price twenty three twenty two ninety nine. Here's her and her Pink Ranger glory. Now these figures are great. You know I have the all the Mighty Morphin ones. You know I'm not disappointed. Swappable heads, great accessories. Great effects, lightning effects, articulation, colors. I mean, they're these are top notch figures. This is Eye Guy. Eye Guy, yes. the Curious monster from like. yeah, the monster from Mighty Morphin. He's got his eye on you, Tom. Several. Yeah, which one? There's, there's nothing but. Yeah. Are there any, like contacts this guy would have to wear? Can you? That's a good one. All right. <laughs> Contact guy, but. <laughs> Hasbro isn't the only one doing Power Rangers. Super 7 also announced their Power Rangers Ultimates, which will include Tommy the Green Ranger, two heads, possessed head, and regular Tommy head, his dagger, a couple of guns, sword, swappable arms, chest piece, morpher, and hands. eight hands. Also, from the same wave, Putty, the villainous, reader repulsive, creative enemy. Not the guy from Seinfeld. No. The red uh, Zord, excuse me, the red dinosaur Zord, with, I think this is always a cool concept, a tiny red ranger to place on top of him, just so you can see the scale. So that's pretty cool. That is kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Super 7 does some innovative... I mean, I'm not going to say this is innovative because actually Tom McFarlane did it, but they they take a great idea and they really run with it. They, they like improve you, on it. Your money's worth. They really give it... With the oh, the Ultimates? Oh, yeah. The only, toys for fans. Yes, but the only downside to this, I'll wait forever for the stuff to ship. And I know that's not Brian's fault because he's doing the best he can with him and his team. But I'm still waiting for my Thundercats, my Disney. I guess in the figures, end, you know. as long as you get it, you know, that's. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But of I'm course, just, I mean, it's a virtue. I'm, patience. I mean, yeah, I, yeah, I, I have none. Here's the Mighty Morphin Yellow Ranger Trini. And also Aisha. Who's the little goblin thing? You know what? That has to be that's like deep cuts on, on Power Rangers. I don't go that deep. Uh, he might be I, I honestly I don't know. He might be a villain. I I have no idea. 
it is nice to see the Asian Trini uh, figure because the actress did die. Oh, did she really? Yeah, car accident. Oh, yeah. Man. Yeah. So. Boy, we're all uplifting spirits today on Toy Lines, huh? What a happy fourth we're making. Right? Here's something heavy. That's another another I, happy I segue. The, uh... From Super 7 Reaction, the original Planet of the Apes Lawgiver. The box on this, I love the design because it's so 1980s Star Wars. Yeah, it's Kenner. Oh, I mean, you can even see the reaction. Reaction is written just like Henner, and that's, yeah. that's what I love about this. It just it really makes me remember the my childhood. So very cool. And if you're a Planet of the Apes fan, this is oh, right up your alley. Yeah, I always preferred the original Planet of the Apes. Good book too, with the with the guys wearing rubber masks. Mm. That never bothered me. No, it's, for its time, it was, you know probably groundbreaking yep okay so let's pop these up and we can discuss them i'm going to share my screen i'll get this right someday smoke them if you got them <laughs> but not because wolverine did it or, so yeah, this is ha hasbro announced the retro carded the Spider-Man retro card Venom. So the retro card is from the 90s television show and toy line. Which, Correct. Which is just so cool to see again. There we go. Oh, wrong side. Yeah. Swappable heads. All the good stuff. Okay. Let's see here. If I can actually bring up the figure. And Venom's coming out in the fall. For thirty-one dollars and forty-nine cents. Here we go. Okay. Okay. Don't know why this just blanked out on me. All right. Sorry, folks. I don't have that picture. Was that no. going to be Modok? Uh, no. That was actually uh, Venom outside the packaging. Oh. He escaped. Pretty much. All right, let's get on to Modoc then. Here, there he is. That's okay, I don't know why it's doing that. Now. All right, we got some technical difficulties. It always happens. We practice before, and then you know. Yeah, but why is it doing? Why is it blinking out though? Every time I go over. I don't know. That is weird. All right, let's. Here, you know what? Let's just jump to McFarlane while yeah. I can so work out this other toys. stuff. Suicide Squad movie figures. Bloodsport. Yep. Explain, Tommy boy. Bloodsport? He's the guy that shot Superman with a kryptonite bullet. You don't like that idea, it seems. Eh, I just think it's... I don't know. It's not really... I mean, it's obvious. It's obvious. Well, he's faster than a I mean, bullet. Think, think about this. Why didn't he outrun it or fly it? Because it was kryptonite. But it, it wasn't in it. And, and take a guess who gave him the bullet. Um, Lex Luthor. There you go. So, 
here he is in his uh, McFarlanist glory. Why didn't Lex Luthor wait, just wait. do it himself? Oh, because I, I guess uh, Bloodsport's like a, uh, like a sir sharp sewer. Oh, okay, all right. I was like, okay, that makes sense then. Sorry. And so yeah. he comes with the uh, buildable piece of King Shark. King Shark. Now we're we're gonna get to that. So here's the masked version of Bloodsport, Bloodsport. and then there's also a unmasked version. Also come coming with a piece of King Shark. But check this out. Not an exclusive to anywhere, which is kind of unique for McFarlane. So here's uh that's a good night likeness of Idris Alba. Oh, you played him in the movie? Yes. Okay. So so that is Bloodsport. Coming out soon. Peacemaker. Here's somebody everybody can root for. Also coming with two pieces of the Build-A-Figure of King Shark. It's like his arms. Yep. What is that helmet? It's goofy as hell, but McFarlane likeness really didn't. Nice. i with the character, to be honest with you. Then here is Peacemaker Unmasked. And it's okay. Looks like the guy from... um. He's, he's the wrestler. The wrestler? Yeah, I can't... Uh, John Cena? Yes, thank you. Oh, okay. Yes, John Cena will play the Peacemaker. I like the texture. I mean, McFarlane, you oh, know, yeah, look at he doesn't miss a beat. Yeah. And here's everybody's favorite gal, Harley Quinn. And a giant pair of baggy pants. <laughs> for King Shark, yeah. There she is. All right, the likeness is, is, you know, it is what it is, but it, you know, it doesn't give Margot Robbie any justice. But the figure itself is great if, you know, if you're a Harley Quinn fan. I guess sometimes, you know, the likenesses are more difficult, or for whatever reason, there's, you know. Or here, or here's what I'm wondering though. So we're talking about likenesses. You know, maybe they needed permission, right? Um, Carrie Fisher said, you know, she had to with Lucas, and she made a joke every time she looked in a mirror. She owed Lucas money. Yeah, Um, you know. So this polka dot man. Yep. What's his deal? Hmm. Polka dots. He he. I don't know. He may be he was he sounded suicidal in the movie. He made he just makes me think of um what's the guy in the Spider-Man comics? The the black dots. Black dots. The spot or something like that. Oh, I have no idea. Yeah. But yeah, the polka dot man. Now here's something cool about the polka dot man. So the goggles are interchangeable and removable. Interesting. I mean, we've seen this before with um with uh, uh, McFarlane Batman, so, but um, it is good that I mean McFarlane loves his variants, but it's good to see that he's not exploiting them. And if you don't want to collect the whole series, you can order 
your very own gold label king shark. So that's cool. Now, take note, folks, that these pants are a different color than these pants. Yes, the much darker. Not much, right. but darker. Right. But that's, you know, that's a difference between the Build-A-Figure and the, you know... What does he come with? Like a you can get everything. Arm. Severed arm and leg, yeah. Apparently, you can put it in his mouth. <laughs> yeah, so... But, you know, he's a happy guy like in his shorts. Yeah, hey, come on. Could you imagine seeing something that, like this at the beach? I know, it's like, come on. Selling ice cream. Let's hang out. Yeah. Don't worry, I won't bite. Yeah. So, here is a movie that I can't wait to see: Spider-Man, Home, uh, Far from Home. Excuse me. Right? No. Right? Far from Home. Right? I don't even know anymore. I'm shot. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, folks. I don't know. Yeah. J. Jonah Jameson, as portrayed by J.K. Simmons. Does look like him, but. The pose he has, like I know what they're they're attempting to do. Mm-hmm. It's more like get off my lawn, you know, like like an old neighbor or something. Or I don't then, care. I, I this might be the first figure from you know a guy in a suit line that Hasbro's trying to pull have off. Have they ever made a J. Jonah Jameson figure before? Not with J.K.'s likeness, and that oh, that's so like my knowledge. The '90s show they made one. Well, yeah, from the cartoon. Okay. Okay. Yeah. His likeness, though, um, they nailed from like the eyes down. It's beautiful. Yeah, they really they did an excellent job of this. Damn you, Parker! He's great. He's one of the highlights of the Raimi movies too. Oh yeah, easily. Yeah. Here's another gentleman that. Hey, the doc. We can't wait. Yep, Doc Strange will also be part of this wave. With the Aya of Agamato and his, Little, I don't know, his magic shields or power orbs or whatever you want to call them. I, yeah, I really like that movie, Doctor Strange. Um, yeah, I think he's again, really good likeness on you know on the figure. Yeah. I mean that that really looks like Cumberbatch. Yeah, Cumberbatch, Bat, Bat, ben, Cumber- just Ben. Yeah, Benedict. the whole name is difficult to pronounce. Like Benedict Cumberbatch. It's almost like a made-up name, but now here's something. Now we've seen this Spider-Man before, is like Infinity War Spider-Man, but they also gave us this. Now a lot of people are saying this is concept art because the gauntlets look a little different than the rest of the body. Actually, it's I, a black and gold Spider-Man. I heard that the the new suit has been leaked on a Lego toy picture. Oh, okay. Yeah, I can see. I mean, does it look like him or? I, you know what? Um, I saw the article. I did not read it. That's how dedicated I am to, to research, folks. Um, I apologize, Tommy. Uh, oh, it's been a horrible week. I can't um, even get Modoc to. Uh... <laughs> but um, we got a whole wave to talk about. Uh, this is an interesting looking Spider Man. The black and gold. You know, I, I wish the gold stood out more, but it's pretty cool looking. Now, do you think this will be the MCU's version of the black suit? Uh, you know what? That's a good question. Because I'm not too crazy about the, I I the mean, gold. 
I could see it being like a Stark suit, you know, like something he makes with, with that technology. But honestly, I don't know. I, yeah. I haven't really been following um, following it that much. Gotcha. Now, I forgot to mention this. She's not part of the Suicide Squad line, but McFarlane Toys has also announced Batwoman. Now, we've seen her before, but now it seems like she's starting to appear in stores. Okay, so this is Batwoman, right? Batwoman Beyond. Thank you. Okay, I was about to say, this looks really extremely like Batman Beyond. So they just do the, the batarangs and the outfit and all that. Yeah, she's mostly out of the... Um, the uh, what do you call it? The comic book series. She's oh. never, yeah, she's never really been in the cartoon. I no, yeah, I had no idea they. This was a character. So, and now here's a real character. Now we're getting back on track, there, folks. Okay. Modok, what we've been trying to show Giant you. Chair. Yep, based on the Hulu series and the it, Marvel it, Comics character. It's like a giant el- face with Elvis hair, and a diaper. Baby chair. Well, thank you very much. Look at the glasses. He does look like Elvis. <laughs> yeah. That joke was not planned. I don't even know if it was funny, folks, but Tommy, thank you for the follow through. Yep. That's great. Yep. He's so the World Domination Tour Collection will feature Modoc in his floating chair with his Elvis face, glasses, and two swappable fists. He's and close. I guess his agent is Legion. Is he supposed to look like like? Elvis? I don't know. I haven't been watching the show. Oh, I, had, I thought it was just the way he looked. I'm not really familiar with Modoc, but... That's no, I mean... Well, Modoc's never had hair. Okay. <laughs> At least not in the comics. So, and here's Legion. Punk rock glory. Take you in the mosh pit. Right? And... Because I hate to disappoint our fans more times than usual. Here is Venom outside of the card. That's interesting because he has that 90s look to the toy, just more um, yeah. modern day build. I, yeah, um, I like this version better than most yeah, because they, they overdo it. Look at the, they even got the blue for the lighting as paint. Yeah, that looks cool. The- that's this is a really detailed figure, really nice, but not overdone as well. Right. They took the technology of today and made that toy of yesterday. Yeah, I, the whole line is is excellent. Are they going to do more of that retro nineties? Do you think? Oh yeah. I mean, it's selling. Great, that was a great show. So that was um, it would be cool to see that stuff again. Yeah, yeah, it's selling. So, so yeah, we're we're going to see more of that. So that about does it for an extra long episode. Sorry. Yeah, sorry we went on so long. But you know what? I want – here's what I want. I want to hear feedback from you. Do you agree with me? You can tell me to go, you know, go to hell. I just want to know what – how people feel. I mean, am I an old fart? Am I just, you know, a dumb white male Caucasian that – doesn't know what he's talking about that, you know, am I, am I a dinosaur in my thoughts? So, so, and speaking of which, I just want to leave you with this. Cyberfrog is open on Indiegogo right now. Please, I implore you, if you want to support independent creators, creators that will not tweak your character, if you fall in love with them 
or if it not even fall in love, if it means something to you. Okay. This character will always remain cyber frog. He may change a little. I mean, you know, he's got a modern and nineties version, but the heart and core of this character will never change. So if you want to support indie collectors, help Great. Ethan out. Yeah. Help Ethan out. And I just been alerted that I can't mention the contest just yet. We are trying to get the legalese figured out, but we will have a cyber frog contest. So you can win one of these magnificent action figures. But you couldn't say it, Tommy. <laughs> you just told them to. Well, I, the gist of it, I just, just can't. Yeah. I, I can't give out details just yet, right. but it is coming. That's, that's that's cool. Did I really say I say I'm I'm too upset right now. But yeah, these figures look excellent. I already purchased mine. You know, you can get all of them for 195 right now if you want, or if you want to support, you know, just getting a Cyberfrog figure, forty dollars. I mean, look, folks, he's an independent right now. I mean. Even Hasbro stuff is going up. Everything's going up. And it's cheaper than a Super 7 Ultimate. And you're pretty much going to get multiple heads, hands. For $40, yeah. For 40 bucks. So that's not a bad deal. That's that's basically where we're at right now. He's at $157,035. 39% of his goal within the first couple of hours. So let's help him. Let's make it. You know what? I know Ian wants to beat the four horsemen and the four horsemen have a legion of followers, pun intended, but let's, let's help them out. Okay. Let's get some great figures. We can, that'll look great on your shelf desk or et cetera, or yeah, play with your kids, you know? So, so good luck to Ethan. And uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll tell you all the details next week about how you can win a Cyberfrog figure. Thank you to Brian Salvatore for our intro and outro music. Help each other out at hashtag Collectors Helping Collectors. They're very popular on uh, Twitter. Oh, shoot! I even forgot to tell you. Guess what I scored this week? A Skelegod. Yeah, everybody's been like, oh, we got all ours from Mattel. We got He-Man. So, you know, I'm just like you folks. I, I got to, you know, track down and hunt. Look how badass this is. This is He-Man Steed right here. Battle Cat. I can't wait to open this up and do a proper, and do a proper uh, Toy Lines reveal. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, I still think... I mean, he looks great, but I think the cringer portion might be a little, you know, too big in scale. Like, this is the perfect cringer right here so far. From classics. You know, is that poseable, right? That that, well, his head's movable. Okay. Is articulated, and so is his tail. Okay. You know, had, had classics continued, they were going to redo him. Oh, with cool. more articulation. Yeah, that would have been nice. So yeah, be on the lookout. Oh, these are out now at Target. Uh, so thank you to Scott. Trying, you know? 
Yeah, thank you to Scott Knight, like over at Spectre Creative. As you can tell, we're on YouTube. Please ring that bell, subscribe, and especially tell a friend. Join the conversation on social media with us, Twitter, Instagram, at Toylines, and Facebook, at Toylines. And if you're old school, you can email us, toyspodcast at gmail.com. Electronic mail. Yeah, thank you to our new followers on all our platforms, especially YouTube. You know, I'm just I hope we're not disappointing you. I know today was a little rough, but we're you know we're almost at that one year mark, so hopefully we'll get better. We're 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 learning. Yeah, and you know what's funny? We're actually part timers at this. I mean, there are full time YouTubers that just go crazy. It's it's a, it's a full-time business. Yeah. It really is. I mean, yeah. we're not yeah. complaining. Just... And please enjoy season one of Rocketeer Radio, hosted by Ian Westoff. Thank you, sir. Uh, yeah. Um, season one is done. and In the books. In the books, you know, hopefully there'll be some things you'll like listening to. Um, season two is a definite. Um, things are in the, in the planning stages so nice. keep out and um the best place for any rocketeer radio would be the instagram page uh twitter yes but instagram is usually updated several times a day because i just seem to not be able to stop myself so um <laughs> thank you all those who listen and follow um and there's some really great people out there I've, I've met through rocketeer radio which is i think one of the greatest parts of doing it is Maybe- like Jennifer, Dave Stevens' sister. I mean, how cool is that? Person, uh, William Stout, and a lot of the listeners are just—they're the nicest people. Um, You know, it's—it's—it's a great part. It's a great fandom to be a part of. Yeah, you're really creating a great um, community. Oh, trying. Thank you, sir. And And if you're curious about He-Man, yes, please enjoy People of Eternia. We haven't published in a while. I'm—I'm a little behind. I got a lot of things going on right now, but I'm sorry. That's really no excuse, but um, we are lining up. We are lining up something. I, I just got a, another guest that I can't wait to announce. Nice. Yep. He's part of He-Man lore. And I recently discovered something that again, I can't talk about. He was in the bowels of Castle Grayskull. Pretty much found something that I didn't even know about. Not that I know a lot about He-Man, but it's pretty cool, folks. It is. You're going to love it once I can talk about it. Once it's... Yes. We don't want to go to jail. (laughs) Well, I don't want to disappoint him because it's really his story to tell. Right. So. And then, yeah. And what a story. Yeah. So all three of these podcasts are on your favorite podcasting platform. Please subscribe, give us a rating, or do both. It tells the rest of the world that, hey, maybe we can give these guys a shot. For all the latest toy reviews, please log on to www.toy-lines.com. And if you like what you see here and inclined to do so, please support the channel by purchasing a t-shirt at teespring.com slash toylines slash store hyphen two. So that about wraps it up. Sorry, it's been a little super long. Happy fourth for those um, who will be hearing us later on in the week. 
Yep. So good luck to everybody. Play with your toys. We'll see you for our one year anniversary. Did you watch the X-Men cartoon as a kid? Did you buy Spider-Man number one the day it came out? Did you collect superhero trading cards and action figures? Then have we got the podcast for you. That's right, it's Wizards, Wizards, the the podcast podcast guide to comics. The exciting show where Adam, that's me, and Michael, that's me, will take you through the 90s comic book boom, through the pages of Wizard Magazine, one issue at a time. We have so much fun reliving that crazy time of chromium covers and speculative comic book buying. Plus, we get to see where this whole hubbub about superhero movies really began. So we invite you to join us every other week on the Retro Network podcast feed. We can't wait to go back in time and uh, flip through those comic books you used to read. So we'll see you then. And until next time, keep your books bagged and boarded. Hi, I'm Marvelous Joe. And I'm his twin brother, Johnny DC. And together, we host the Dynamic Duel Podcast, a weekly show where we debate who has the superior characters between Marvel and DC, which we help prove through stat-based simulations of battles between your favorite Marvel and DC characters. We also review the latest Marvel and DC films to hit theaters. We'd love to have you come listen as we have a blast every Tuesday. Check out Dynamic Duel at dynamicduel.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.